Hi, friends, and welcome back to the second episode of the Dining Hall Digest. We apologize for the great break in between, but with final season and the end of the school year wrapping around, we found ourselves a little too overwhelmed to return back to the podcast. But now that everything's finished, we want to join back together in this new format where we try to imitate conversations that we usually have with friends while on campus over dining hall meals or long walks around the lakes, but in a 20 to 25 minute format. I'm Nick. And I'm Elizabeth. (laughs) And welcome to the Dining Hall Digest. Um, So today our topic um, is love and romance, what we thought about it in middle school and high school, what we think about it today, and really understanding that through both pop culture and the environments that we lived in. Um, and we and Elizabeth, I, I don't know if you've watched this movie, but I just watched this movie, the half of it on Netflix. Have you seen that? I don't know if I have the half of it. It's um, about this Chinese girl who's living in a small town. And it's yeah. Then I definitely. Yes, I have. I'm bad with titles. <laughs> <laughs> so one one quote that I really liked from that movie is um, love is messy and horrible and selfish mm. and bold. Uh, not sure I 100% agree with that, but I thought that was an interesting way to think about love. But enough of enough about that. We really want to introduce our guest for this week, um, and we're going to introduce him with a little clip of him singing. Wait, but I'm not I'm not a rapper though. Like I don't. Usually I sing like opera or like musical theater. Alright, hold on, hold on. Alright, I'm gonna rap for y'all then. Did you want it? Early bird gets the worm and it's the crack of dawn. We're going to the top, not a race a marathon. But I'm not a rapper, cause I sing songs, but I gave it up to dance around as a leprechaun. So that clip was Sam Jackson, um, former but forever leprechaun of the fighting Irish. <laughs> um ftt major uh other things i'm sure originally from huntsville alabama i don't really know how to introduce him uh he really needs no introduction um but also a, a pretty good friend of mine um so welcome to the show thanks for joining us sam hey everybody happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite uh, memories of Sam was when I asked him, oh my gosh, what classes are you taking next semester? And he was like, I think I'm going to take French, Spanish, Italian. I'm like, oh, so you're doing Rosetta Stone, but in school format. <laughs> and that's Sam, incredibly smart, articulate, creative, and kind at all given times. <laughs> oh, do not gas me up, because I don't know what I'm about to say in these next couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll take it back. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> But as we were thinking towards this week, the three of us were were talking about this concept of love. What does it mean? What does it look like? But also, how did we come to understand what it is? And I think we all realize that we've been influenced so much by the media and medium that have surrounded us in our lives to come up with a lot of these big ideas that we have, especially about love. So we kind of wanted to start out today talking about and reflecting on influences in middle school, specifically videos and films in middle school that influenced the concept of love for us and, and how that came to determine it in the future. So Sam, as the guest of honor for this week, could you start <laughs> first? What middle school films or whatever you were watching in middle school kind of influenced the way that you thought about love? 
love for me in middle school was something that was extremely um honestly superficial and fake i would say in terms of the ideas or incomparably to how like i view it now which makes sense i would say there's also the added component of like me having questions of like okay am i worthy of love and that comes with the typical you know like middle school transition of really getting into your insecurities really analyzing yourself and the grand scheme of like all right well how do i compare to this person next to me and you know multiple ways and also with me like i guess being queer it was an added component of like all right well really what what what's going on you know (laughs) and i think what only exacerbates that is like the whole thing of not being able to talk about it and i i would say the the places that i would go for for i guess refuge and that would in turn influence me into how i viewed love um honestly for me specifically it'd be like disney channel (laughs) which like i don't know how how helpful or therapeutic that might have (laughs) been but I mean, it definitely was there, and I sure did eat it up. Also, music, <laughs> I know, like, Nicki Minaj was, mm-hmm. like, that's when I discovered Nicki Minaj was in middle school, and I don't, she didn't really rap much about love. I mean, she had a couple songs here or there, but more so, it was, like, just this this f- fantasy world that she kind of built um, out of her songs that really allowed me to just, like, get into them and, and kind of... I guess also fantasize about um, being wanted, being desired, and being an object, someone that is, you know, both romantic, both sexual, and and an emotional being as well. Yeah. So when you say Disney Channel, do you mean like High School Musical? Like, what do you what are you talking about? High School Musical definitely made several points. <laughs> yes. Kenny Ortega. <laughs> Kenny Ortega is is owed, I would say, a huge thank you from my entire generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. With that. I, I'd say like, yes, High School Musical was huge in terms of shaping how I I thought love was, and honestly, I would say that informed how I thought my future would be in the in the like scope of love in terms of me finding someone then you know magically being able to complete me uh you know us living a a life happily ever after some obstacles coming in the way but of course they're always you know overcome because life is just like high school musical you know but uh, i mean and i would say the other things i would watch you, you name it especially with disney channel or nickelodeon or whatever you know other middle school things i would watch um but i would say it was, it was primarily nickelodeon Disney channel they all followed the same format followed the exact same format of uh this very idealized concept of love <laughs> um elizabeth so i see you've written down high school musical hannah montana on your list for middle yeah. school um I also was very influenced by High School Musical. Uh, could you talk a little bit about like what kind of ideas about love and romance you got from those? Like obviously they were influential in shaping it, but what kind of ideas did you get from that? Yeah, I think especially with High School Musical, there's always this trend of like, doing the big gesture to 
find your romantic partner. And I so idealized that for such a long time in my life. I'm like, I need someone to do a big gesture for me. Like, that's how I'm going to know they really like me or they love me. And even until today, I think, like, if I don't see someone do something big, I'm never going to read into it. I'm like, well, they're not standing on the dining room table, like, in the cafeteria serenading me. So, obviously, this doesn't mean what I think it means. And I think just, like, you, you see that in so many of the Disney Channel shows. It's this big gesture going out of the way, like, using every tool at your disposal to show the other person how much they matter to you. And that's just not what I think love is for me now at all and I know we'll get into that a a bit more but that was definitely something that I took away for a really long time what about for you Nick though because you also wrote down high school musical yeah so I think that something that is important for me to acknowledge is that I'm approaching this high school musical in Disney Channel shows from the perspective of like a straight guy growing up in America Mm -hmm. where like that was kind of their stories um, it was about like straight people falling in love and the grand gesture is like a problematic trope, <laughs> especially the like kind of plot device of like, wow, like all you need to do is like make the run to the airport. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you just need to like leave women alone. Um, so like that is something that I saw a lot of. I'm not even sure if it was love. I think it was much more about like what romance was, like how like dating worked. Mm. Um, but I'm not even entirely sure if like I knew, I think I probably would have called it love at that point, mm. but I don't think that's what it was. I think you make a good point. I think Disney is better now. Not that I really watch too much Disney, but it was <laughs> super heteronormative and gendered when we were growing up. And it was always like, it's the girl and the guy, but the girl is kind of falling apart and quiet, and the guy is there to swoop her in somehow and add this extra uh, like emphasis and creativity that to her life that she needs to complete her, which is super addictive when you're young and you're looking for that, but maybe not as healthy when you look back on it now. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving. So we've covered middle school. Moving to high school. What changed? <laughs> Did anything change, Sam? Mm-mm. I <laughs> I would say it's very it's very complicated and I would say for a lot of queer individuals at least who I've had the chance of meeting and getting to know especially who are my age or older being being the, the concept of love or romance or anything around any of that is largely delayed cuz I know for me you know I had this very very idealized version of love until like my freshman year of college honestly and and during my freshman year of college not to like you know fast forward but I would say I definitely realized that you know while a lot of my friends my straight friends were you know experiencing the ups and downs of love their first heartbreaks maybe in high school or at least had a close proximity to it um, because of their sexuality they were able to have like a more realistic view of love. Meanwhile, me, I kind of was in this middle school state for a very, very long time. And so I would say, no, it didn't change for me. Um, it was still very simplistic, still very idealistic. And it, I, I was wrong. High school, yeah, no. Also, I also didn't really, I didn't, I also wasn't open to receive any love because of my sexuality. So in high school, for sure, um, 
it, it was almost like it wasn't an option. And I think mm-hmm. that it not being an option and me being distant from it made it seem as if it was something unattainable, which made it more mysterious and I would say only aided in an idealization of it all in terms of it being just this thing that's bigger than life, which it is. Um, but I think it took away the nuances of what it really is at the core and how you know anyone can mm. can be loved and also be loving. Yeah, Elizabeth. Period. <laughs> that I nothing to add. That's so wow. That's caused me to like question a lot of. I, I feel bad for a lot of the films that I'm looking at now because I realized like it's all straight white couples in all representation that I saw because that's really all I was presented with growing up not that things that I was presented it with college for the most part were that much more diverse just based on where we went but I think that's so influenced how I was thinking of things like the high school movies that stuck out to me were the last song with Miley Cyrus because it was like the more mature <laughs> Hannah Montana like I was cool enough now that I could move away from Disney Channel and and then also Notting Hill with um I don't know the really the funny British Hugh guy Grant. Grant Hugh Grant yeah the rom-com British guy and I was like this is so mature like they're in a different country and it's love and they find <laughs> each other right so my the only changes from middle to high school was it was just like a step up in maturity but it was still the same representation of people in types of relationships which that didn't change i would say until like halfway through college when i started to say to myself like there's there's other things out there like this isn't maybe healthy nor normal nor accurate and i need to push that a bit what about for you Mick? yeah um so i i think that i i really agree with you both that my ideas about like what love was didn't really mature um as much as they probably should have um i wrote down like how i met your mother i watched Mm. i think all of that show and talk about a series that i don't even know like it was problematic at the time that it aired but it just really hasn't aged well at all um uh, (laughs) shoot i probably picked up a lot of just really bad ideas of like what love was from that um Parks Being a Wallflower, 500 Days Summer were also like two of my favorite movies during high school, um, which I think helped me. Parks Being a Wallflower, Emma Watson's character in that is a complete fantasy. Um, but 500 Days of Summer is kind of a deconstruction of a lot of these ideas that we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, <laughs> let me to break up with my high school girlfriend. Um, watching Ooh. that, not the proudest moments of my life, but it like made me question like, what uh love was and so i thought that was helpful at the time but yeah i mean just reiterating what has been said it's mostly white straight people falling in love in in movies and it typically is now although it's a little bit better but not much (laughs) uh we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about love in early college All right, uh, welcome back. So now we're going to talk about college and today, which we're technically, well, Sam still has an essay due at midnight, but we're Don't basically say it, done. Nick. Don't say it. Don't. Oh my God. We're basically it wasn't necessary. Done. It wasn't necessary. Everybody knows. <laughs> which is fun and terrifying because now we have to be like actual people. So Sam, I want to go to you first. So you, you you mentioned that your idea about love didn't really change until freshman year. What caused it to change and what did it change to? 
That's so crazy. Okay, so <laughs> I so I like got involved with my first little fling, 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 fling. You know what I'm saying? And it turned into something semi-serious. At least I thought it lasted. You know, a couple. It lasted 18 hours, and uh, <laughs> and fake, I fake. Rem- honestly, I would say my idea of love, even throughout, you know, the very initial stages, um, leading up to like the heartbreak ultimately was still very rudimentary still not well, i won't say rudimentary but it was still not based off of any real experience or it, it was all theoretical i'd say mm-hmm. um and like you know i had i i had experienced forms of love from from my mother from you know my family from you know mm-hmm. people like that but i would say my idea of love as an entire concept was very limited to very specific situations and also it was distorted by my experience because self-love was at stake a lot of times you know which probably um I was curious about how I was to receive love from um, a very religious family the whole night so when I got to this point of like okay how am I going to allow myself to be loved and also be loving with this other person for the first time where it's romantic it was it was very very beautiful very very fun at first i loved it it was so you know so just like the movies i was cinderella but mm. the clock struck 12 honey let me tell you that because oh. at, at, at a party essentially um while i was i was you know just doing my thing drinking my juice breathing some air i caught my little boo thing kissing someone else and i remember oh. Being so heartbroken, being so, like, stunned. I had to leave the room. I'm choking up, just playing. But I had to, like, (laughs) I had to, like, just basically be by myself. And I was so heartbroken. And I remember telling myself, almost verbatim, wow, so this is why heartbreaks are always so prevalent in Mm. movies and art. Because, like, this really hurts. Like, uh, hello. Like, I need help. And I would say the negative, more dark, more hurtful side of love really made itself apparent to me um, when you care so much about someone or you. And I honestly, to be honest, the gag is I wouldn't even call what I had love for this person. But I would say that it was something that I thought was love. And so in my in my eyes, it was like, okay, well, this is what, I believe love to be, so I'm going to call it that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it was like that. And over time, it definitely, like, shifted. And honestly, I don't know what it is right now. Like, really, what does it mean to love someone? Um, like, I have a boyfriend now who treats me very, very well. Mm-hmm. And I say I love him. We've been we've been together for six months now. And do I believe I love him? Absolutely. But knowing my history, knowing how I was socialized, and knowing that I have so much more to learn, being very newly 22 years old, I do think about, okay, well, you know, how will my understanding of love evolve? How will my appreciation for what love is and what it means to love someone increase as time moves on? It's crazy, child, but, you know. <laughs> Wait, so, so Sam, if you have to make, like, a checklist, checklist for middle school, Sam, for what mm-hmm. you needed to be in a loving relationship, to be in love with someone and compare mm-hmm. that with the checklist for current Sam, 
what what would be there? Like what what or <laughs> what has to be present? I don't want to drag younger me, but I would say Nicki Minaj has this lyric. She says, "You just have to give me that look." When you give me that look, and I would say that middle school me, probably high school me, was like, if you give me that look, it's, it's on site. Like, call me Romeo, because if you die, I die. Like, what's going on? Like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, it's, it's uh, it, yeah, it was very, very simple, very, very basic. And maybe there were a couple other things, but it, it was very superficial, I'll say that. It was very on the surface, uh, maybe even very vain. Um, and I would say as it has evolved to freshman year, Sam, even within that first experience um, of like being heartbroken, it changed to a, okay, well, now that I don't have to be superficial because I can open myself up more, mm-hmm. maybe this is more about, okay, well, how emotionally compatible are we? How mm-hmm. willing are we to open each other? How willing are we to open ourselves up and show ourselves to each other? And, you know, I, I think, of course, a lot of romantic relationships rest on this initial initial infatuation phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but I now know that, like, that is nothing to sustain a relationship. Um, and love also is not a feeling. That's what I would say now. It's a set of actions. And so, like, I would say it's definitely a checklist now for me in terms of, like, mm-hmm. okay, you're sure you may feel this way. Um and that's great. And I feel the same way. But in the moments where it's those feelings aren't there or in the moments where like, you know, we're either angry at each other or whatever. Are you still showing these actionizable things that mm. demonstrate how much you love me? And I would say that's even the case for self-love, you know, because I there aren't there isn't, you know, a full year that goes by. And, and every day I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, why am I? why am I just the best? You know, like, why am I just so awesome? (laughs) But I would say in spite of me not feeling that way, I have to consistently perform love. Like love is Mm -hmm. a a verb. And so it it needs to be performed. And so by engaging in healthy habits of love and disengaging in unhealthy habits, then that is what cultivates a feeling of a spirit of love. And I think all forms, maybe not all forms. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> include everything. That's kind of dangerous. But I'll say a lot. <laughs> Sam with the great one-liner, the, the love is a verb. You have to perform it. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, how about you? How about early college Elizabeth? Slash now. Oh. Slash the, oh, yeah, we're going to touch. There's been so much growth. I think the most growth I've had in my life is freshman year Elizabeth to now, which like everybody tells you that's going to be the case, but I just didn't believe it. And now here we are. Um, <laughs> similar to Sam, I, well, kind of, I experienced my first like heartbreak, quote unquote, right at the beginning of college. And it was very, like, you know, when you're, when you're riding a bus and you're looking out the window and you put in a certain soundtrack and you feel like you're in an indie movie, try to like fantasize this life. That's what I was trying to do. That's what I was trying to do. It's like, who am I? What's love? Am I worthy of love? I was being so overdramatic because I was a little first year and didn't know what was yet to come. But for that reason, I got super into 90s rom-com set in New York City. So like Sleepless in Seattle, Serendipity, Made in Manhattan, You've Got Mail, like that was what I had on 
constantly because I'm, I'm from right outside the city. And I think I was just feeling so sad and scared because I, I lost something that was tied to where I came from and who I was. And college seemed like this big, scary thing. And I was also, as everyone is, I really feel struggling with loving myself and loving those in the immediate moment that love in this abstract con- context and, and love in the context of romance to me was so tied with being home and being back in New York. So when I wanted to feel safe and I wanted to remind myself it's all going to be okay, I would just put on one of these movies and watch it because I was so enamored with them and truly believed I'm going to end back in New York City working at an advertisement agency and I'm going to meet some guy and it's going to be wonderful. Um, Thankfully, that's faded away, though. I do love watching those every once in a while because some of them are fantastic and Tom Hanks is in them and he's a sweetheart. Not that I personally know him, of course, but movie more recently that I I think sums up where I'm at a bit more is this film called Someone Great has Gina Rodriguez in it. It came out the end or the end of mid of August this past summer. And I remember watching with friends and it was just this much better film about love and heartbreak because it was a lot more focused on self-love and loving your friends and those around you who really make you who you are on the day to day. And that's been the biggest shift for me is I've realized like I can't enter into a relationship. I can't think about romantic love if I'm not at the point where I can start to love myself and I can appreciate and truly love those around me who are there for me, no matter what, like no matter how sunny the days are or how, how dark they may seem. It's those people who are making me who I am. So I love those, that film shows that are similar to that which just focuses more on self-love and friendship especially as we're leaving college <laughs> scary um it's a big transition moment for all of us yeah what about for you nick yeah i i really resonated with what sam said in terms of having like kind of a theoretical idea of love but then in college you kind of apply it mm. um and um as an applied math major i'm all about applying. <laughs> i knew it <laughs> i knew he was gonna say that so I, I, I think of movies, and this, this is important because, as I said earlier, a lot of these movies that I, I at least saw were about straight white couples. And so it, they were essentially trolley problems for me to test out like different ideas of love. And, but mm-hmm. they came with a set of really troubling assumptions. <laughs> That's the problem is that when you assume certain things and you run these kind of like theoretical um, simulations of what love is like, and you get a result of like, oh, wow, like they ended up happily ever after. You have to really go back and question that, um, those assumptions. And so I entered college with the idea that like, I would really be happy in a relationship. And if I wasn't in a relationship, I wouldn't be happy. And uh, that was, that was problematic. Uh, That was not good for my self-worth at all. And I saw a lot of friends getting into relationships, even ones that like were not healthy at Sam's first relationship. But um, (laughs) um, sorry, Sam. And and I didn't recognize that they weren't healthy. I was just jealous. And I have been dating Katie Hyatt for the last three years now. And it's been great. Um, We love but to get to that point, I had to like actually be okay <laughs> with myself and be confident to, in my like idea of self. And that took all of freshman year, possibly even longer, honestly, to get to that point. The, the, the movies that I like to watch now about love are not necessarily the um, kind of the, the high school musicals or the high elementary mothers that I used to, but like Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind, La La Land, ones that are a little bit more bittersweet <laughs> and I think a little bit truer. I think that I 
I have a note here that I wanted to talk about Love, Simon, but we just simply don't have time to. I think that Moonlight is like shockingly um, intelligent and brilliant mm-hmm. about what love is and how maybe love and romance just isn't in the cards for people who really connect, but you can still connect. So yeah, that's, I think that we've been talking a lot about romantic love, but I think that sometimes it doesn't work out and that's okay. And I think that as we leave college, uh, a lot of people in our class are going to have to take a, a long, hard look at relationships, including myself, at relationships that they've had the entirety or, or a good amount of time that they've been on campus and think about what's going to happen when they go to different parts of the country. Um, and that's hard. That's not mm-hmm. easy. That's that's really hard. And thinking about what that means to you. And I don't think any movie is going to be able to answer that. I think that's only going to come from you. But on that super happy note we're gonna end we would love to hear about your thoughts on love and romance we'll be tweeting out from our twitter account at dhbcast um a link to leave us a voicemail it might get played on the next episode that we do um we'd love to thank sam for being a guest and thank you it was fun (laughs) Um, and we'd love to thank uh, China for our cover art. Oh, China, you are amazing. I miss you and I love you. Thank you for teaching me what self-love looks like. You rock. Yeah, and this was the Dining Hall Digest and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.